I need, I'm, I'm going to be end up doing a lot more research into this because I, like, this is, Hey, so <laughs> the, the ladies I have lunch with uh, every day, they're like, I'm like, yeah, no, that one of them I haven't seen in a couple of weeks. And she's like, so what have you been up to? I'm like, Oh, you know, I've impulse bought a, a dehydrator to make beef jerky. And I impulse bought the shit to grow potatoes. And uh, I think next, and I start telling her how, like, next year I'm going to. And then you're basically you should explain to her without telling her that you're getting prepared for an apocalypse. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so, and then, then I'm like, you know, hopefully I get good at the potatoes. And the next year I can make like a tomato potato plant, you know, those things. Yeah. Uh, and I explain, like, you know, it's a nightingale thing. And then one of them just goes, Nick, you need a girlfriend. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> you, girlfriend you, that we, likes potatoes? We need to find you a woman. I'm like, uh, th- thanks. I think I don't have time for that because I decided to impulse buy potato and jerky. I don't. I, maybe next year when I'm done growing potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it after harvest? <laughs> and fucking welcome back, motherfucking bitch fucks. Mm. All right, we're gonna redo that one. Yeah, so that was that was. I like, no, no. I, I, what? I like uh. it. That came off a little strong. Might have Um, been too many curse words for our educational podcast. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if you if we bleep them out, we could market this podcast to school children. All right, that's the plan. Theoretically, there we go. That's the plan. Uh, Yes, you are allowed to say "bitch" though. Because it's a dog. Perfect. It's a female dog. And welcome back, everyone. We got fucking part two going on of drew peterson it's been i think almost a fucking month since we recorded part one and we're recording part two before part one even comes out so this is awful so far really? is it not out yet no it comes oh, out shit. oh shit oh <laughs> shit i know what our podcast recording schedule is i know most people who do podcasts aka the popular ones record that shit literally the week before they come out but we ain't got time for that because we don't make no. enough money. So we have real jobs. So we back you. Everything. But you, you listening right now, you can fix that. You can. True. Yes. All we need is one Omani oil baron to listen to us and be big. Be a big fan. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll start recording part ones and part twos closer together. So it works nah. out better next time. Nah. To be fair. We were supposed to record this one like three days later, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. Stop fucking putting this shame into my life. <laughs> but yeah, part two. So uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. I am drinking Yingling Raging, e- Raging Eagle. It has a super dope looking can. Nick's not even looking. But Ooh, it's that mango. A, that is a cool can. It's mango. And I'm on I... my second one, about to be on number three. It's actually oh, pretty refreshing. It's not like that not great bush light apple. It doesn't have an overpowering fruit flavor with mm. a weird beer aftertaste. <laughs> I am drinking Jose Cuervo ready-to-drink margaritas, strawberry light margarita. Yes, the bottle is less than half full um, <laughs> because we I don't talk drank... About those. I drank a bottle and more than a half on Saturday. <laughs> Watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang on repeat. That's we a lie. We watched it once. <laughs> and then we started Goonies 
got well, ended hockey goodies. fights. You watch hockey yeah. fights, got which happens every time. Got three quarters of the way through Moneyball, and also and then we were falling Black asleep. <laughs> oh yeah, we watched Black Widow after Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh-huh. I need to started. rewatch that because I remember very little. Next um, time you're over, I'll give it to you. I am watching. I'm watching. I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> I, at this point i might as well just be inhaling this gold pond <laughs> medicated foot powder uh because i don't have alcohol and i don't want to drink beer because i need to lose some weight because i have a, a thing coming up that i would like to not die of so yeah Diabetes. that'll be fun no my surgery which we should talk about at some point about that recording schedule hmm I think by that time, we should be far enough. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. By September, I would like to be already in next year. So. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that far. But by I September, was not either. That sounds By September, that, I hope be to awesome. be in November. <laughs> that'd be awesome, though. And then I don't record for a month. And then we'll be right back to where we started. It'll be great. <laughs> like it well, always happens. I, how are you not going to be able to record for a month? I won't be able to sit in front of my computer for like at least two or three weeks. And that's why you have uh, another mic stand. True. You can but your set alarm up on like on, your right. like end table on your re- desk. I can record it like this, like this, like this. This is how I'll record high on opiates because actually I'm not doing that high on other painkillers because I why, refuse to take opiates. Why can't you sit sideways closer to your desk? Because there's a table right here and I'm have my foot up mimicking me crying and being sad that my foot hurty. My foot's going to be hurty. <laughs> you make me want to commit suicide. All right. Well, whatever. So part <laughs> one, you guys should all fucking remember what we talked about. because if You're listening to part two. It came out two weeks ago. <laughs> It came part one came out two weeks ago, and if you're listening to part two, you should have listened to part one because you're not going to know where the fuck we're picking up from. That is a good and point. that I'm also saying this because I kind of slightly don't really remember where we're picking up from. One of us should have listened to that episode. Uh, Justin, I, yeah. I did. We ended at a weird spot. Oh, it was like right, I think. Oh, god, uh, we'll find out. Uh, right where Adam was. Uh, talking about the age difference and like how Stacy and Drew met, mm. and that's kind of where we left off. Uh, but so we, we also, but the bad left, thing is, we, is we bounced around. Stacey. Yeah, we bounced around so much. You know, because we started that podcast episode talking about the disappearance of Stacy. I we we <laughs> did a little bit, and then we just went into backstory. Yeah, yeah like his multiple fucking wives. Yeah, how shitty Drew is. So yeah, we're gonna start off with. The rest of the disappearance of Stacy, um, pretty much the days of the investigation, then Drew's trial about getting convicted for Savio's murder. Uh, we're going to talk about hearsay being allowed and why his trial took two extra years. Mm. <laughs> I should probably pull up my notes and other things fun in between that we remember. So, no, all right. Well, I mean, if we're going to start this off we might as well talk about the things that people say they saw happen on the day that Stacy went missing. <clears throat> yeah. Which with, is uh, super duper fun, cool parts that are super weird. <laughs> like his stepbrother. Just go into it, man. Oh, this is so, something you've wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. So hit all of it. Fucking hit all of cool. it. We'll fucking all. Fucking, well, good this. thing. I wrote it down in very succinct, uh, somewhat, uh, scripted manner. <laughs> You can cut that out. Uh, 
Don't cut that out. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Professionals. Uh, so, yep. Drew's stepbrother, Thomas Murphy, claimed that Drew invited him to a coffee shop the evening of Stacy's disappearance. Tom claims that Drew asked him to help help move a blue barrel of chlorine. Uh, Tom thought this was odd for that time of day. Uh, he also <laughs> thought that it was I like odd. The, I like how the time of day oh, is the oh, odd no, part. No, no, no. So Tom, Tom was a genius because Tom also thought to him. Tom thought that Tom. You know what else is odd? This blue chlorine barrel being in his bedroom. It's really odd. Um, it also, you know, was odd that chlorine is warm. Uh, and that he was, Drew was selling this barrel of chlorine in a 50 gallon drum. Oh yeah. Evening. By the way, this isn't just like a bin. This no, is this a is whole, a 50, like... yeah, this is a 50 gallon, 50 gallon barrel. Did you know yeah. that they sell lube in 50-gallon barrels? I did, actually. Porn. Uh, I watched no. Cow Chop do that. They bought one. Wild. Uh, so, Tom, big brain, thought all of this was odd. Uh, after he helped uh, Drew move the barrel into his truck, uh, Tom got pissed drunk and went to his neighbor, Walter Martinek's house, and said that he got helped get rid of Stacy's body. Uh... Tom then went home. Tom literally dropped that bomb and left and went back to his house yeah. <laughs> and got even more pissed drunk and, and swallowed him. a bottle of pills. He, like, from, I remember from reading, he literally like said it and went, well, got up and just left. <laughs> I don't even think he well, went inside. I think he was just in the front door. <laughs> he just went, he went, well, I'll leave you this. to it. <laughs> Bye. Uh, so, and then he just moseyed on back home, got even more drunk and swallowed a bottle of pills. Uh, the next day, but the, uh, the thing about Tom is, is, wasn't he known as being a drug addict? Isn't that why drunk? he's, yeah, yeah, he was known and, for being and Drew, like, like, paid him, like, paid for his cell phone and stuff, and like, he took care of him. Mm-hmm. And when Tom woke up in the hospital, that was wild. Uh, when, when Drew, when, when Tom woke up in the hospital after OD, uh, as one would do after chugging a bunch of alcohol and then pills, yeah, uh, don't do drugs. To, the, you don't. Uh, drink heavily instead, like us. Um, if you're over the age of 21. Yes, of course. Or in a different country. In, yeah, in Europe. Apparently you can drink at 18 in Wisconsin. You have to have parental consent. Or the consent of a minor. Or an adult. No, <laughs> no you can have consent of the minor. <laughs> of, 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 of a parental figure, I think. No, no, Guardian, no. Whatever. No, facts. <laughs> Fat facts um, for fat kids. You can, <laughs> the, you, you can drink with the permission of a minor. It's fat tips for fat people, not fat, fat facts for fat kids. I think mine's better, though. No, Adam just made a whole new segment. Nick, you have more work to do. Oh, great. It's wonderful. I love it. Uh, so so when, when Tom woke up, uh, staring over him in the hospital was Drew. Uh, asking if he was okay and do you remember anything uh to which t- <laughs> to which tom looked at him and go uh-uh and went back to sleep um <clears throat> so what's interesting about this is uh so we'll, we'll get into this with the hearsay because this is part of the hearsay against drew and stacy's case uh murphy uh tom's nate no so uh, person that lives across the street, right? Yeah, 
They saw so, them like carrying it and putting it uh, in the uh, back. Okay, so this is where it gets a little weird. So Tom woke up from the coma uh, because he was an incredible witness. Uh, the court allowed the testimony of uh, his neighbor. What's his name? Martinek. Martinek. Yeah. Allowed allow the testimony of his neighbor. And uh, so basically Murphy testified. Martinek supported his testimony. And uh, that was used in the grand trial proceeding of Drew Peterson. Do we need to explain what a grand, uh, grand trial is? I probably should. I would say so. Okay. So a grand trial. So a, a trial is 12 people. A grand trial is anywhere from nine to 30 people, depending on your state. Uh, a grand trial is basically where the prosecutor takes the evidence they have, takes it to the grand jury and goes, Hey, can we press charges against him? And it's a little, it's a little weird because like the defense isn't allowed to testify or defend themselves. Really. It's just a showing of evidence. Um, and like the rules are a lot less solid. Like you can allow hearsay, you can allow circumstantial evidence. Um, and Murphy and Martin testimony were allowed in the grand jury trial. Um, what is very interesting is I think two years after the trial, uh, Martinick died in a car accident on I-55 in north northwestern Illinois. I know where that's at. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, because of this, when it or and if this eventually goes to trial, uh, the only thing, the only evidence of this is Murphy's testimony because there's a really weird gray area of is Martinick's testimony in the grand jury trial allowed even though he's technically it's hearsay but it was also allowed in the court so are they able to use that testimony even though it's technically hearsay and Martinick can't isn't there to give his actual testimony because he's dead so yeah that's a little wild it's the whole thing is fucking wild <laughs> as as someone who is a big fan of making things difficult in court um because i think that they should be difficult for a multitude of reasons this is just a clusterfuck yeah it's the whole factor because we'll get into it later this whole fucking case about stacy is here like hearsay both of them are they're all hearsay because mm-hmm. we'll get into the trial about Savio later and about how the small amount of evidence that they got to use. <laughs> yeah. But so another thing about the day that Stacy went missing, um people knew that Stacy kept a journal and the police obviously got a search warrant. They got a search warrant for the uh 2005 GMC Sport utility vehicle, so the one that the barrel would have been moved in. And then the 2002 Pontiac Coupe, uh, which you can't fit a 55-gallon barrel in, if you're wondering. You sure? What if you removed the back seat? Mm, no. I'm, I'm kidding. It's a coupe. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. But yeah, they, they've searched both of those, and they didn't find shit. Uh, really fun fact about after... So 
not too long after this, obviously Drew gets thrown in as a suspect. Wild that that's the thing. Right. Who would have ever thought I, that? I, I'm still lost on the fact that anyone would think it's normal to be selling a 55-gallon drum of chlorine from your home. Just what, you happen to have that lying around? You thought, hey, I need to chlorinate a Olympic-sized swimming pool Did for they the have next a pool? four years. Did they have a pool? Yeah, but okay. it was... that A 55-gallon drum is enough chlorine, liquid chlorine, for that pool for the next 12 to 15 years. Yeah, no, that heads up. So, yeah, that's... And also, chlorine is very not a good idea to store in garages because if it leaks and aerosolizes... You have war crimes in a in a box. AKA it's fun. Garage. Yeah. yeah, it's oh my god. Yeah, uh, is only rec- liquid chlorine so, is only recommended to be stored by professionals. Uh for some background information on chlorine, like so my, my dad's pool that I used to have. Granted, this is not gonna be great for audio listeners, but these two guys <laughs> saw my dad's pool. The size of chlorine was that he would have was a less than a pint for the whole pool for the whole season yeah like if you have allergy issues yeah you'd use more but uh, again you're you that is enough like shock and shit like that right well shock's just a different version of yeah it's it's just a different version of chlorine yeah it's chlorine with like extra chemicals in it yeah Yeah. like shot i isn't shock what you would do like at the if you start, yeah, season, yeah, when you open it up and it's murky water because it's been sitting Algae, there for, yeah. for a while, so you put shock in it to shock it, everything. Yeah. These are yeah. like shocking the algae and bacteria to death, you're killing it essentially, all. Yeah. yeah. But so, fun thing about after you know, this little shit isn't found out, so obviously, Drew ends up becoming a suspect. So the police department tries to do an internal investigation. And right before they can do that, Drew retires so he can draw his pension. Mm -hmm. So they try to take that to court and they lose. Drew gets his fucking pension. So I listened to, so the the book I listened to, sources, fuck. My source we is did, still the same as last time. Yeah, we did our sources. The do, we, do we not do yeah, that? We did our, yeah, we'll we did our sources. We'll do it again. Drew I, feel like, I feel like that's just a good idea. Drew Peterson, the Tribune files uh, by the Chicago Tribune. Like, uh, hey. Uh, my book was uh, Fatal Vows by Joseph Hosey. Uh, so I watched a documentary called drew peterson by biography um i also watched a small documentary called drew peterson and stacy pearson by true crime daily's crime watch um i also read a article by crime watch daily um and then i watched the parts of the movie drew peterson untouchable starring rob Lowe and kaylee quacko <laughs> which is apparently bad terrible i still want to watch it in full at some point (laughs) so Uh, so, but the but the the point i was getting to was um i feel so bad for the police chief of bolingbrook hold on let me read this really quick then so drew i'm just going to read the quote drew peterson quote unquote brought shame to his department his chief said tuesday after the village's police board which had no choice accepted peterson's resignation 
Chief Ray McGurry filed a complaint with the Bolingbrook Fire and Police Commission November 14th, seeking disciplinary action against Peterson, who had been suspended without pay pending an internal investigation. Peterson returned, uh, Peterson turned in a resignation letter November 12th. This is all in 2007, by the way. Um, but McGurry refused to accept it, um, wanting him to be held accountable for the internal investigations findings. The board recognized the seriousness of the charges presented by the chief. Commission attorney Kathleen Elliott said, reading a statement, unfortunately, the board is without jurisdiction. Peterson's resignation was effective immediately when tendered, and therefore he is no longer a member of the police department and no longer subject to the jurisdiction of the board. So the, the police chief, when uh, Stacy went missing, uh, he had only been police chief for a couple of years, but before that he worked for Bolingbrook alongside Peterson. He hated Peterson. It is Ray McGurry, by the way. Yeah, Ray McGurry. He fucking hated Peterson. Um, when Stacy's family came in and asked him, hey, what are you going to do about Drew? And he's, they're like, well, she went missing. And I was like, well, what about his other wife? And they're like, and or Stacey's family's like, what, what about his other wife? Like, this is a trend of wives going missing. And Ray McGurry is just like, excuse me? I was never told of this. He, he was never informed of Savio when he took the position. And he and he fucking hated Peters, and he he tried to get him fired for like his entire time. Yeah, so the thing also or, uh, right there before whatever. chief, it said chief. that they tried to um, they wanted to terminate him a year or two before mm-hmm. because of some things that he did, but they weren't uh, serious enough to warrant termination yet. Yeah, so that's what he wanted to do the internal investigation on. But yeah, Peterson fucking Peterson's fucking. Uh, can I find smart it? as hell honestly he is smart He's but really i know i'm talking about what was his pension it was fucking oh um, it's a bolingbrook cop it's, yeah so the police pension board voted to give the 29 year veteran his six thousand sixty eight dollar monthly pension that is wouldn't that 6, be amazing 000. if i could make more than seventeen hundred dollars a month <laughs> He's a 29 that is seventy two thousand dollars a year just off pension and peterson had multiple businesses he's also it's 29 years you can retire after like 25 mm-hmm. right or something uh like, old pension all of illinois state pensions yes yeah um they've changed things now where like the the early either after 25 years or 65 years whichever comes last yeah so uh, he got yeah smart but shitty yeah but because we talked about it beforehand, when Peterson was undercover, he was, wasn't he like selling drugs or helping with that or some shit? It was something. Yeah. Like so that. he, he claimed to be working on like getting undercover and get, working on drug ops. Uh, and the guy that he tried to get prosecuted for drug dealing claimed and had not a lot of evidence, but like had pretty good points to be like hey he's not trying to stop us he was trying to worm his way into being a drug dealer using his police resources so a little bit more background about like stacy and drew's relationship just to, because i don't know if we hit it hard enough in the first one with how shitty he was to his wives well he wanted her so to get was... so three and a half weeks prior to her disappearance she found she re 
met up with one of her exes mm-hmm. or one of her ex's brothers. Um, and they exchanged texts and they kind of seemed flirty, kind of, it just kind of depends on who you are as a person, I guess. Uh, but apparently he, uh, his name was Rosetto. That's just the last name. I don't know his first name. Uh, Rosetto said that uh, Peterson just showed up to the dinner. He was actually driving around in a squad car. He drove around the building a couple times. He said uh, that Stacy had argued with her husband about her plans to meet Rosetto and the others at the restaurant. They weren't there like alone. It was a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Peterson uh, came in, sat down, and was just quiet at their table. Um, he asked me how I would feel if my wife went off with another guy. <laughs> so, you know. Good question. Super fucking awkward. And he just sat there for like 15, 20 minutes and then just got up and left. Well, so in the movie, <clears throat> the a fuck ton of time, they had Drew Peterson like a few blocks away doing like shit that you would do as a PI of just parked, but in his squad car, driving it, and yeah. just staring at Stacy. And, like, Stacy's just mowing the lawn, doing housework, like, things, and he would just sit there. I mean, there. as a PI, I never would have drove around the building multiple times. I would have well, waited so, for yeah, them to park, and, parked near them, and then also as a PI, you would go in. You wouldn't. But, but yeah, there. but I'm just saying, like, doing the, like, I'm going to park a few blocks away, still, I can see them. And Stacy knew that this was ha- like she could see him still. Like if he can see her, she can see him. And it's a police car with her husband in it. She yeah, he's, he's not tell. it's not an unmarked. It's, no. it's yeah. a marked police car. Like and and he would just sit there and stare. And yeah, and that was just a normal thing in the movie. I don't know exactly how normal it was in real life because Stacy can't tell us that. But so. Obviously, there is a huge investigation for Stacy. It goes on for a very long time. One, I'll let you go. No, go ahead. It's like months. So yeah, there was like investigations. There was search parties. Um, one of the problems with the search parties, or at least, so there are people who in like so there are people in law enforcement who specialize in searches there are also people in the private sector who volunteer to do these things like searches mm-hmm. um and a lot of those people complained about the search for stacy because the search for stacy was littered with people who were like this sounds like a fun thing to do on the weekend we'll we'll go out we'll look for a dead body we'll have a picnic we'll have a couple beers we'll smoke some pot it'll be a fun time It'll be like it'll be like but at the same time, like the FBI it'll like be getting away to Peoria for the weekend. It'll be so pleasant. It'll be fun for the fun for the whole family. And then like you have like the FBI, they bring in divers to be checking like every fucking pond and bowling brook and surrounding areas. Well, here's the thing is that they're pretty sure she, he took her to the swamps, which uh, it's one thing people don't realize about Illinois is that the Chicago area was originally when it was founded swamps it was a marshland and we built up it was built on top of that and now they're a little harder to find but if you go out if you don't even have to go out into the boonies if you just look in some of the unincorporated areas of like schomburg and lyle you can just drive around there's like little it's not like yeah there's just parks but there's yeah there's just little swamps like yeah. we have cranes we have there's turtles. like parks yeah it's like yeah. it's like oh here's a park and then there's this like yeah. giant pond but it's very swamp illinois is a swamp yeah. that is something people don't realize and it's very easy to get rid it's of a sandwich between 
the Mississippi mm-hmm. and Lake Michigan. <laughs> it yeah. was a swampland. <laughs> yeah. So, and the area is just full of these little swamps and he's got, he's got a dozen to pick from just in Bolingbrook alone. He's got hundreds to choose from in DuPage County. And that's not, that's not even saying if he goes into Kane or Kendall, which is which even is more it? incorporate unincorporated. And, then, and it, they're also not far from him. Mm-hmm. No, the, you can get to either in a very reasonable amount. Yeah, of time. you can get to either in like thirty minutes. Yeah. So, well, like, so I just still think it's wild that I mentioned this in the first part, like that Drew's defense attorney Joel Brodsky says that he knows exactly what happened and where she's at, and he will, and he's come out and said that, but he also says that he refuses to say anything more than that he knows until drew dies mm-hmm. which is wild well which during these times well there's someone, a shit ton someone, of like a piece of shit like this is that much power that the defense attorney's like i'm not saying no, shit. no 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 that's not power that's that's the law that's de- that's oh. client that's that's attorney client privilege that that's a constitutional right that's not yeah. power that's I just how like, due process works but so, something like no, this i know this nope. doesn't no, Something like, like this is a pe- that's Bishop, shitty. That's a no, shitty loophole. So, so <laughs> you think that thing. until until you need that exact line. So how do you until get away I with... need that exact line because I've murdered what if, someone? No, no, like... no. But, like, th- there is a reason for that. Is so that way there cannot be targeted prosecutions against mm-hmm. people against political enemies. There is a reason for this. I re- I will always take that hard line. But I realized that. But if if I fully admit I killed her, this is where she's buried. I feel like that's just a wild thing to be legal. So that, because, because all right, the, cool. You killed her and you're hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely killed her. And she's buried right over there. Okay. Now I'm not going to say anything that that is like, as for, as a lawyer, I feel like that's really like just not as a lawyer, as a human being, that's really shitty to fucking do and as a lawyer, that makes me no longer want to trust your law firm un- unless I am a criminal. Like, as a criminal, sure, that's what I would want. If, but as an innocent person, I don't want you. So your point as a defense attorney isn't to care if your client is, like, is guilty or not with, guilty. with the civil right that yeah. they are owed it's, by the Constitution. It, and it, like, even if, like, there's 100% like everyone knows you did it and like there is evidence that you did it there they don't care their thing is now to get you the mm-hmm. least like sentence they can get you like the it, minimum they can get you is now if, their plan if the lawyer gives if the lawyer were to tomorrow be like hey here's where the location is drew told me this 10 years ago he is immediately disbarred he faces up to 20 years in prison and he even if that doesn't happen he'll never get another job in law again Ever I mean, at all? How old's Joel at this point? Drew, sixties, seventy, seventy. He might be. In, oh, Joel, Joel Brodsky. Oh. Oh, I have no idea. But um, the, I mean, it's a fictional show and it's not very accurate. But uh, how to get away with murder? They show that a lot a because she's she she's a defense attorney and she will walk in. And she's like, I need to know if you did it. She's like, whatever you say doesn't matter. She's like, you could tell me straight up you did it. That does not matter. I just need to know how to build my defense. It. It, it the the reason that's there is what if it, it, it's a lot of what ifs what if what if there's a cop that hates your guts because you smacked his car and now he's trying to frame you for murder shit like that it it, it, it is to prevent the extreme i mean uh, 
to be perfectly fair, at this point, um, Joel has already faced many misconducts and suspension stuff. So I just looked him up, and the first thing is Drew Pearson's former lawyer facing two-year suspension and misconduct. Um, and a state panel has recommended that he is suspended. Um, that happened literally last year. Mm-hmm. Like at, the, at this point, you're already uh, another one should be suspended from three years ago. <laughs> like yes. his license was suspended three years ago. Not a good um, guy. Not at, a good lawyer. But at the same time, at he, this that's... point, uh, and you're old as fuck. Who gives a shit anymore? Just tell us where her body is. Uh, your law firm's already discredited um it so do you think do you think he'll say something like on his deathbed who drew no joel joel oh Uh, i don't as his defense attorney like is saying i'm not saying anything until drew passes away but if uh, he's on his if joel's on his deathbed do you think he'll it could be a last will and testament like what are they gonna do to him (laughs) it could be a last will. well that that's all that's an no that's a wild thing we'll we'll move on yeah so there's there's quote-unquote sightings of stacy none of them are proven whatever Mm -hmm. i don't want to go into all of them because there's a lot and it's kind of fucking pointless um so they start holding vigils for her obviously uh the vigils seemed like a lit fucking time though you know what they did the vigils drink they drank um they used to just like say fuck Drew. They made pinatas with his face on it and just she's beat Irish, the fuck isn't out she? Of I have no idea. What's what's the last name, Stacy? I that, that's too far up for me to have to scroll. That's fair enough. <laughs> me, I don't think I put it in my notes. Um, I mean, she was white with blonde hair. Ah, uh, that thanks for narrowing it down to Europe. Yeah. I mean, Irish is unlikely. Probably it could be, but it's unlikely. <laughs> eh, I was gonna make a joke about her family and that checking out. Um, but no, I, I, I it, mean they're still alive, so I can't hey. wait for them to sue us now. <laughs> <laughs> so before they like the before they start going into court and stuff, um, there's a huge thing about the the search warrants for the cars. That ends up fucking things over. So on November 1st, they towed the cars to go search them. The search warrant labeled that this car, the vehicles were meant to be searched, not, not seized. So, oh God. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's a fun thing. Fun, fun thing about the law. When <laughs> thing, when and words matter. So if you search the car at 6 p.m. and the warrant comes through at 6.05 p.m., that you, search is no longer good. Uh, also, the thing about search yeah. warrants is they have to be down to the letter. Specific, yeah. To the letter be specific. Like If I were, say, I was a cop and I showed up to Nick's house and we thought that he had illegal firearms. And say we wanted to search specific spots, say Nick had like a shed in his backyard. We're like, okay, in it, it says we can search the entirety of his basement and his shed. And Nick literally had the guns 
hidden somewhere in his living room. We don't get to search that. If they're not in plain sight, doesn't count. If it is not in plain sight on the path to the basement and or the shed, nope. Does not matter. So in crime shows. Oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Nope, not good. So in crime shows, when they come in to like question someone and the other detective walks off and starts walking around the house, illegal as shit. Super illegal. Super Super illegal. illegal. So if if cops ever ask to come into your house to question you and one of them walks off, walk with them. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to fucking touch a damn thing. Free, free legal advice from you. Hate to see it. Uh, say no. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, officer. I'm sorry, I'm making your day more difficult. I no. Get a warrant. Sorry. I wish I could help you. Get a warrant. If they have something, they'll go get it. Free and easy. If they really had something, they would have come with it. So, do you guys know anything about Stacy's cleric? AKA like, I, I only know about red. her priest. I, I know a little bit. Um, Drew so she him of having an affair. Yeah. So she went to him like she did like confessions and stuff with him mm-hmm. about and talked to him about the things that happened. But like there's this weird line between like his like the confidentiality that has to be held and like shit like that. But yeah, Drew ends up slandering the cleric saying that he was like having an affair mm-hmm. with Stacy. Or Stacey was having wasn't an affair he with already him. married? Because Who? she wasn't Catholic, the, the cleric. Oh, probably. I because, yeah, remember. because she I... wasn't Catholic. So I think he was married. But yeah, like which also is like anything he said. I don't I'm not entirely certain what denomination and what it is, but because it wasn't Catholic, he may have been able to talk about it once she died. It's not even that he wasn't allowed to talk about it. I think no matter what, no matter what, uh, like denomination you are, I feel like when it comes down to crime, you're allowed to bring it up. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he's like slandering everything. He's slandering the fucking priest, saying that like, oh, he was probably fucking her and like shit like that. And it's like, Drew does everything for his own defense in this. And like we said, like Drew is smart. Like he worked in the law. He knows what he needs mm-hmm. to do to get around shit. He's, he's, he's been doing it, it before. Yeah, he's been doing it for fucking years at this point. Yeah. Um. The. It, I remember during the investigation, like the media frenzy in his yard. I remember, I remember the day. I remember the day he went out with a camcorder and was like, "Hey, you guys like this?" And he's just waving a camera in the reporter's face. I remember that. That was wild. That was wild for a nine-year-old man- to see. <clears throat> That man was going on talk shows and stuff. Like he was straight up selling so the facts. I, that this he, is a thing that I was going to get into later, but I'll just bring it up now. There was a radio show yes. or something mm-hmm. that drew. They came up with date. What was the name of it? It, it was, was date, like Drew, when a date to Drew Peterson. Or yeah, what a date to Drew Peterson. And the radio show was like, no, <laughs> like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, but their, was, their lawyers were like, to- hey, stop this. And he, like, he was like, oh, no, it'll, like, put me in a better light and stuff. And it's like, no, fuck off. There's also a whole thing about him on the Today Show. And, like, the shit he says on the Today Show is fucking wild. So, which is actually something I thought we should watch together. So I'll look that up. We're not going to do it right this second, but we'll get to it. Continue on. So the dude, he, he went on Larry King. And he, like, met someone at some point and started dating someone. And he, he had this weird game with her while he was on the Larry King show talking to him where whenever he would rub, 
his right earlobe, uh, it was a signal to her that he was thinking about getting a blowjob from her. Wait, what? Hold yeah. What did you say? Okay. So, so when he went on Larry King, uh, he had a game with the girl he was dating after Stacey. Uh, where whenever he yeah, would rub his that. right earlobe, it was him thinking about getting a blowjob from her. I, I mean, like I Daddy do that to Nick shit. all the time. Do you guys just want to watch this Today Show thing? <laughs> I mean, not right now. I mean, we're talking about the stupid shit Drew Peterson did while yeah, this was going on, so right. might as well. Huh. It's, give me the it's, Jeff, it's Jeff's job to edit, so I don't care. Genius. Genius. A work of art, really. Yeah, so... And then, after, and then immediately after that interview, Matt Lauer went and stooped his secretary. I hope Separ- so. Separate- <laughs> he deserves it after that interview. Good for him. No. <laughs> we do not condone rape. We do not. We do not. We do not. We do not. Make sure you start playing the music as Nick's saying we do not. <laughs> <laughs> Only over him somehow, though. Like yes. come out. I, I amplify us and then I quiet down Nick. <laughs> and, and here we can see that Nick did, cut, not, did not condone. Cut, cut Nick or right condemn. after he says, I do. And then... <laughs> Perfect. This is this is with the power of editing. Fuck this guy over. The power of editing. Nick will never get any of the jobs he ever wants. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but I mean, if that doesn't just show, like, I I don't know. I don't get why he went and did these like interviews when he can't. He brings his lawyer and he can't answer any of the questions. What What was his point of going and doing them? That's my thing. Is like I can also see of like you know like. Granted, you could Actually, just say I think no I might and know. people won't know. But if you say I also yes, think I might know. It might help because prove your it was probably to make the jury pool even smaller because there's going to be so many people that know about the case Yeah, nationally. No, that makes sense. So I'm assuming that's probably why he did it. Because people who don't know about jury selection, if you know anything about, not anything, but if you know enough about the case you, you automatically get thrown out of jury selection for it that's like the um george floyd trial over the past summer yeah that there's a really good chance that case gets thrown out just because of jury tampering just because every everyone knew about it yeah. fucking the whole literally the whole like drew peterson is a different situation jeff only lived three yeah. hours away and there's no idea what we're talking about george floyd is no that's not to say like my wide. parents didn't but yeah. like i was young at the time it's not like i would have paid attention yeah. to it like whereas you guys lived in the area like but that's, even as a, kids, that's you a huge thing that, that that is a huge yeah. thing about like trials like this do you want to slim down your jury like jury pool get mm-hmm. dumber people like i hate to say it, i don't want to be like rude but you want people dumber are, people people, people less... e- easier manipulated Mm-hmm. And just people who don't pay attention to the news and yeah. shit. People who like almost don't want to be I'm there. Stupid, and I don't pay attention to the news unless it's on Facebook. Well, I mean, that's the thing about now, though, is like everything's yeah. everywhere. It's hard to not know about something. Which is why, like, trials move and shit. Like, just trial locations can be moved. Yeah, change of venues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I guess really all we got to go off of now is like. We just moved to the trial. So obviously the first trial he goes on is the one for Savio. Which yep. is but they go to do why, it. Why why is that the first one he 
deals because with. they don't know anything about Stacy yet. They can't they try. They can't yeah. try Stacy. Stacy can't yeah. be tried right now. So they try him for the new homicide one, and he's like the only suspect they have. So, and when they go right before they go to trial is when they're like the uh, prosecution brings up like we need to recess because of this like i don't exactly know the wording or how it works but basically because they're hearsay is about to become a thing that is going to be illegal which hearsay wasn't a thing and hearsay is literally how it sounds people who hear stuff from the like the victim are there they now get to go into evidence or like go on stand and Wasn't say what say made legal because of this case pretty much hearsay like, has always was, been illegal but like the law got more what, defined here this is yeah this is what like really this is why it took two years to go to the trials because they really fucking fine-tuned the shit out of it so it could work in this and that's why hearsay law is called drew's law because of this case because his was like the major one like the first one that it was really used in mm-hmm and so yeah they go to trial for this wonderful shit uh fun fact um the bathtub isn't allowed into evidence okay never mind i guess the bathtub was allowed i can't find the thing that says it wasn't jeff's just making up facts at this point i mean why not fuck it right that's what drew peterson does we've only been fact checked once so who really cares right I forgot that we were fact checked. Yeah. It was over just me me missaying something. <laughs> but whatever. All right, yeah, I guess the bathtub might have been allowed. I can't find the thing that says it wasn't. So, get fucked. But yeah, so hearsay gets allowed and guess what starts off? Fucking hearsay gets brought in. And that is a shit ton of fucking people to bring in because Savio told a boatload of people that she felt unsafe around drew That's... I, I don't even know how to go into that like it's, Did, uh... there are so many people that testify about the thing that uh of like he told her he could kill her and make it look like an accident like, she told so many people that because he said it to her <laughs> did did officers have like body cameras on at this no, time? That wasn't really a thing yet. No, okay. body cams didn't come in until like. Also, a local department like, like Bolingbroke wouldn't really have body cameras. Because I I know she had called the cops on him multiple times, and they showed up and tell her that she was stupid and wrong. No, so I didn't know if there was a body any body cam footage at all of that happening. I mean, pretty no. much this whole trial is just hearsay. Like, obviously, her body gets brought in as evidence because, I mean, they did another fucking autopsy and found out that she had been murdered. But outside of that, a lot of this evidence is just hearsay because it's been it's been four years. There's not a lot of shit that you can go off of outside of her body. Like, obviously, the bathtub, like Nick said, could have been renovated or it's clearly been cleaned since then. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, the blood's still in it. I've never cleaned a bathtub in my life. That's a lie. <laughs> I, clean, I clean a bathtub every month. That sounds, that sounds scummy as shit. Yeah, I was going to say. But no, it's it's all hearsay. There's so many people. The, they end up, during the pretrial, the judge allows the uh, her, um, Stacey's priest gets to end up testifying for hers um like during her trial like he he allows a lot of shit like there's a lot of people allowed to do their hearsay and it fucking works 
when you have a plethora of people saying, "Yeah, no, she did not feel safe," and it's just at, not family, it's family at the very at the very least at the very least circumstantial. It's just fucking. Oh, I don't know what you guys go into it a little bit. Like, what do you guys got on this fucking trial? Because I I don't have anything else to say other than it was mostly just circumstantial, <sighs> and it fucking worked. Like Glasgow yeah, did Glasgow did his trial. job fucking well. Yeah. I don't remember the trial at all, and all of my documentaries were made pre-trial. My book was also pre-Savio trial. Um, that being said, from what I know about it, it, it hearsay is a weird thing to deal with because hearsays. So what I remember reading about a, it when they made it in was, a lot of states. So it's illegal in a lot of states, but what I remember reading about it was that how they passed it is that if the victim of the crime can't defend themselves, then hearsay is allowed. That so basically like murder. Sense. Yeah. So like if the victim cannot actually show up and testify, aka murder cases, then hearsay is allowed type of a thing. Mm-hmm. To put it down to like dumber words. To put it down to dum-dum. Gum-gum. Nick, what do you remember about it from your childhood? As someone it, who lived through it. You were closer. Yeah, I was closer. It it was... Oh, God. It was a really... You're literally... I, like I remember... I remember a lot of the... Um, the, the fucking media circus that was around it. That's I what remember, I got. Yeah. I, I remember... Um, I remember when they exhumed her body. That was crazy because that was the first time I'd ever seen a body come out of the ground. Um, because you watch more movies. Well, I I was what this was in 08, so I was 10, 11, 10, 11. 11, yeah, 10, 11. So I would have been 11, 12, yeah, more. So it, it's not. I had a more lot. pressing matters like puberty and girls. I had more pressing matters like fathers. <laughs> well, <a> fun- <laughs> that was about that time period. That was about that time period, actually. So, a fun Your thing- dad killed Stacy. A fun That's- thing I'm looking at on the Chicago Tribune's like actual page on August 29, 2012. This is a quote from the Chicago Tribune's like timeline of Drew Peterson. Um, in a move that some court watchers saw as a defense error and a prosecutor welcomed as a quote unquote a gift from God, the defense called a witness who testified that Stacy told him Drew Peterson murdered Savio, which I'm pretty sure would have been the I think it might have been the priest or the pastor. Could have been because Stacy had said that he had told her that he killed his last wife. How is now I have a question, and this is also just because I'm not religious. Isn't what you say to a priest also like secretive? So in cat, the- we talked about this literally earlier in this episode. In, in the Catholic Church, we, if we it talked is about during- defense attorneys. In okay, so in the Catholic Church, if it is said during confession, during the rite of confession, anything you say, no matter you can be admitting to a genocide, priest can't say anything. Mm-hmm. nothing at all at all ever it is between you the priest and god because at that point it is the 
the priest acting as a vessel for God's forgiveness. That's also, before he goes any farther, I'm not saying it was the priest because I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't say who it was. That is Catholic. That is Catholic. I don't know what denomination Stacey was. I don't believe she was Catholic. I am almost certain she wasn't. I don't know how Lutherans deal with that. Or You or can do confessions, but you have to it. like ask for confessions. It's At least in my church, confessions weren't a thing we did. Like yeah. it was like you could ask your pastor for like to do a confession yeah. and it would be fine. But Catholics require a priest in order for so for mortal sins, you need a priest. For I can't remember the term, but like lesser sins, like not one of the big ten, you don't need a priest. That's just you're forgiven by going to communion because like, you need to be clean of sin to get communion. It's a you're talking like I stole a twinkie from yeah that's not a mortal sin that's not a more yeah no you you thief that's not a mortal sin hey i i stole 10 grand from a children hospital mortal sin you need a priest and probably a lawyer um yeah if people find out you need a lawyer also yeah um uh, basically if you need a lawyer you also need a priest that's essentially what i'm getting at (laughs) um so yeah, I, again, and this is all moot because Jeff doesn't even know if this is the, this was the priest. It doesn't say. It just. Yeah. It very well could have been. It may not have been. It's a thing. It's amazing how many people you can confess your guilt to. That's extremely awful, and no one can say anything. All right. Uh, that the, feels the, like a broken system somewhere. The to me. the the two what what confidentiality is broken. I mean the. It's a, it just fucking depends, man. The, no, the, I'm on a case by case basis. Black and white. Right. So, never mind. No, that's not it. Yeah, it's fine. Keep yelling fine. at Adam. No, I get, rule... I get that it's black and white, and I'm saying that there should be some gray area. In this. Either the rules apply to everyone for everything, or they apply to no one for any for nothing, or they could apply to everyone nope. for some things. Nope. It's everything, or uh, it's everyone and everything. That's how it has to be to avoid subjectivity. the The law is blind. That is the. I just find American it so it was not. So it was not the priest. The person they called who said this was Savio's di- divorce attorney, Harry Smith. That's a different thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But still, actually, that's he's probably wild. legally obligated to report oh, yeah. that. Yeah. That's still wild, though, that that's who it was. So we'll go down a little bit. So that happens August 29th, 2012. September 6, 2012, after two days of deliberation, the jury finds Drew Peterson guilty of murder of Savio. That's that's a, that's a decent amount of time for a deliberation on a murder. Yeah. It's not like nothing super quick or long. So November We should 16th, watch 12 Angry Men. Just, the just great the fuck it. I love the original, not the love, remake. The oh original. no, I love the plays of that. Like my high school put on a play of the Twelve Angry Men. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's just a great fucking. Next time thing. you, next time we're over, we're gonna watch Twelve Angry Men. I don't know what Twelve Angry Men is. The oh, black and white version, not the nineteen ninety. Oh, you'll no, no, Nick, you'll watch it. It's great. You'll love it. It's very well, good. Okay. It's phenomenal. It, it's twelve. It's jurors, got. It's but Henry it's, Fonda. It, it's, I do um, like me some Henry Fonda. It, oh, it's, it's just so jurors where one of them is won't vote unanimously for someone to get convicted. Yeah, and it's then a, he convinces I think it's a, everyone it's a else. Conviction murder, and yeah, yeah, he sits. He's there's Henry Fonda's the one juror that's like I don't I I he's like I'm not saying all, he didn't oh, yeah, do it's it. It's so good. But what it's I so am good. saying is that there's reasonable doubt that he did. 
And yeah. There was a Batman the, comic about that two years ago. Over the, the course up. of an hour and a half, he converts everyone to his side of so, reasonable doubt. November 16th, 2012, Peterson requests a new trial, citing ineffective counsel and mistakes by his legal team. Whatever, whatever you can do to appeal, I guess. February 21st, 2013, the judge finally denies a new trial for Peterson and sentences him to 38 years in prison. And then the fun thing that we're going to let Nick just go on a fucking tyrant about February 9th, 2015, Peterson is charged with trying to put a hit on James Glasgow, the lead prosecutor in the Will County murder trial. All right. So three legal tips from Nick here. Yes. I slammed my desk. That was on purpose. Uh, if you lose your trial and you lose your appeal and you're guilty, there Really, there are two things that are are horrible ideas that take chief horrible ideas. One would be assaulting a correctional officer. The other is putting out an assassination hit on the prosecutor that got you convicted. The lead prosecutor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the state prosecutor, actually. So... Uh, Drew Peterson uh, put out feelers to try and hire someone to kill Glasgow, thinking this is a brilliant idea, just <laughs> genius. Uh, so the uh, he puts out feelers to get a hit out on Glasgow, and Glasgow, uh, the FBI hears about it, the correctional, like Illinois State Police hear about it, and they're like, hey. Let's get this dumbass wants to hang himself. Let's give him some rope. And they put someone undercover to talk to him. And he sets the whole thing up. He pays the money. And wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You are now convicted of conspiracy to commit murder and murder for hire. Uh, fun fact, those are just murder charges that give you an extra 25 years. So, yeah. So, after, after that happens, May 23rd, 2016... Peterson's murder for hire trial goes underway. Um, and then May 31st, 2016, it took the jury only about an hour to find Drew Peterson guilty of solic solicitation of murder and solicitation of murder for hire. Yeah, voice tapes will do that to you. He's an idiot. He's a smart idiot, but he's still an idiot. He did so many things like, I don't want to say right, but he did so th many things like intelligently and then just fucking ruined it and then like, he went on and decided to be a dumbass yeah i mean that's that's us on drew peterson man <laughs> this guy's fucking awful he's that's yeah it. he's a he's a horrible human being he's a piece of adam and ice childhood uh a relatively large piece of our childhood yeah uh, he took over about two years of our childhoods fucking wild he's that's something that i just came into and learned about like Oh my god. Look. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it's just I don't think there's any doubt. So there that there's he killed Savio. No, and clearly he killed fucking Stacy because yeah. someone would have found her. She would have came out by now, something. Like so there's unless she's in witness protection somehow. There's but. a there's the phrase no one hates a dirty cop more than a good cop. 
Peterson's a fucking dirty cop, and literally all of Bolingbrook hated his guts. <laughs> uh, Illinois State Police at that time didn't know how to run an investigation to save their asses, uh, and Bolingbrook was just had their hands tied. This is um, also definitely the like something in Illinois police history that now and ever people think of Illinois cops. They think that they're awful. Especially uh, like this is the start of that whole just decline. It's, then those it, bad it, things keep happening and they get blown out. It's really shitty. Yeah. It's really shitty. One bad apple, all that shit. But it, it's, he was the loudest. He's the, whenever someone thinks of a Bolingbrook cop, they're not going to think of the police chief. I don't even remember his name. And we just talked about him. We're going to think of Drew Peterson, which is really shitty for the entire department. It's really shitty for Bolingbrook as a whole. It, it's it's just shitty for law enforcement in general that there are these assholes and animals that it it it's the same. It's the same as like a pedophile priest. You you he was a criminal who became a cop. He wasn't a cop who was also a criminal. He be he was a criminal who thought best way to get away with crime be a cop. It worked for a long time. It worked for a really long time. It worked a hell of a lot longer than it should have. Well, everyone, that's our part two on Drew Peterson. That's the wrap up. Hi, Doggo. Um, wish it could have been a little bit better. <laughs> wish it could have been a little bit better. There's a lot of shit that happened in this that we left out. Uh, I'll make a deal. If we ever get this episode, part two, to 150 listens, we'll come back. We'll do Drew Peterson right, and we'll give you all the nitty gritty details that go into these, fu- like the the tiny little things that people who because te- I have who testified have, on oh the yeah, grand you jury. Have, you have the fucking I have the, shit. I have all the trial, but it's so nitty we'll, gritty. We'll bullshit. try. Why don't we do interviews? If we hit 150 listens, oh, we'll fi- I, I'm fine with trying to find people. Let's for, try and I mean, find some interviews. If we hit 150, we're gonna have to put in way more work to get interviews. But sure, fuck it, I'll fucking try but i won't guarantee that part himself no 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 no, we're not he will get disconnected by his attorney within at least 30 seconds when nick and i tell him to go kill himself i Um, wouldn't go that far i I would why he did it it's good content though but we will we'll come back and we'll go through the trial piece by piece the little bits and pieces and then maybe some other details, but we will also try to get you an interview. But that that's that's what I'm putting out there for you. Something we've never achieved. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, any final wrap-up thoughts? outside? I mean, yeah, we, we are pretty close on a couple, but I mean, we've never been there. So if, if part two specifically, it's 250. Choo-choo! Uh, Jump on the hate train! Yeah, anyone got any little last second things before I just do this fucking outro? No, I'm good. No, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to yet again another Drunken Jurors, part two of uh, Drew Peterson. Glad we got to wrap that up because that was was a fucking train wreck. It was something. Do we have a tease for what we're doing next or no? Um, I kind of do. Uh, it's going to involve someone up in Michigan and the guy who committed it being literally fucking stupid from the get go. But I'll tell Sweet. you guys about that. When we're done recording and we'll I like it we'll get that ready. They remind me That's, of me. Be prepared for the uh next drunken jurors. It'll be a fun one. Woo. I like to think. It'll be a one parter. It, there there's no way it'll be two. 
I don't think. Eh, who knows? We'll see. Things get drawn out here because we get drunk, but never. Yeah, I mean, I've never been drunk in my life. <laughs> never. Nope. If you uh, if you want to find us on social media, just go into the description of this podcast. Uh, we'll have our link tree there with all of our social medias. If you want to listen to us, I mean, I'm not going to tell you. It's also in the link tree, but I'm not going to tell you because I mean, you're already listening to this, so you found us. Congrats to you. I'm confused. On what? How they found us? I was staring at my tongue. I got lost in my eyes. You Never give mind. me. You, did you say you have <laughs> lust in your eyes? Kill okay. the pun and for the love of God, please. Oh my God. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, Nick, do your thing. <laughs> Fucking professionals have standards. We sure as fuck don't. <laughs>